sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Another episode, episode 50,000 of the Beer Engine podcast. Uh, an endless, almost an endless train of content with, you know, maybe only half the dining car full or something, you know, we're just kind of plugging along, spitting stuff out all over the country in all of America's shittiest towns. What are we talking about? Moline, Illinois, uh, Tonopah, Nevada, uh, uh, one of them shitters, Amarillo, Texas drove through there. That was a place you could go. Um, apologies to all the people who live in these places. They're actually where most of our listeners are. But uh, as usual, I am joined by our truly uh, unvaccinated hero, and he plans on staying that way, I think. He's he's a big anti-vax guy. He thinks this stuff's nasty. He knows it's injecting us full of the worst possible chemicals. It's untested. We're fucked. We're, it's all about control. It's all about ownership. And, of course, that's Tony. Tony, what's up, dude? Look, next thing they'll be requiring us to have driver's licenses. That's fucked, if you ask me. I haven't got one yet. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point in oh, them. Yeah. No. That's an exercise Unless, in control. Except for women. Just well, women need one. No, they we should not be sure allowed to drive. <laughs> Fuck them. Oh, get yeah, back in right. the kitchen. You don't get to drive. And let me say, next thing, they'll be making laws that I cannot bang 17-year-olds and then pay them to cross state lines to engage in sexual behaviour. That fucking control as well. Yeah, I um, I, didn't, I actually not heard about the state line crossing part of that. That, that one's a little new to me. Um, uh, I just only kind of saw that he was, you know, diddling a 17-year-old girl or whatever. That little freak. I, I couldn't. Uh, the first thing I looked up, Tony, was the picture of that guy, Matt Getz, in the uh, in the gas mask. Remember that? <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> now, that I was so say, fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I will say, if you're going to be a politician, do not have distinct hair. If you're going to have distinct hair, have it going balding like Bernie. But you look at all the freaks with distinct hair, and they all come crashing down eventually. Of course, you've got Trump. Yeah, okay, he hasn't done mm-hmm. jail time, but the two I'm thinking of are Matt Gates and somebody pretty close mm-hmm. to your heart, Rob Blagojevich. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Um, you know, they just did a Netflix movie about that feller uh, or a Netflix show or something that I might have to, I'm half interested in checking out. Um he be, he became he he's exactly what everybody would have thought he is. He just back he'll he'll just get on who any, anyone's back who will rescue him from whatever he's about to do. And yeah, he was a piece of shit who um, uh, used a brush called the football. If you I don't know if you remember that, but he named his brush the football. His hairbrush. Uh, what a delight that guy was. I, I I wish I knew anything else about him, um, other than he lived in Ravenswood and you could walk past his house if you were walking around uh, that area by like Dovetail Brewery and stuff. Kind of cool. Now, um, I'm just taking a guess. I don't know any suburb what it's like in Chicago. Ravenswood, I'm guessing, is upper-class neighbourhood. Would that be fair? Yeah. 
Yeah, Ravenswood is actually a neighborhood uh, in in the city proper. Um, but yes, it's very up. It's along the lakefront, full of extremely rich uh, white people. Pretty much. Gotcha. Perfect place for Bloggo. Yep, he loved it there. I'm sure. Uh, right, not far from from the from Northwestern, of course. Uh, very cool. So, uh, Tony, uh, you, we've been drinking. I've been drinking this week again. Another week where I was drinking beer. Um, but, uh, one thing that did not stop me from doing that was getting this vaccine. Uh, I did complete my course of vaccination and I continued drinking despite the advice of the Russian government, uh, which has advised that people like don't drink for six months or something after the vaccine for what, I don't know. Nobody here can possibly figure that out. Um, but I did get shot up and I did continue having beers uh, which is cool, but now I'm vaccinated, Tony, and I, um, I did. So I, I went to the Walgreens, the uh, the shittiest Walgreens in Las Vegas, to do it. If you're wondering, it's the one at um, two. Uh, it's at a cross street that is up the hill from downtown, uh, out towards Boulder Highway. If you have any idea where that is, Tony. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I know yeah, the one you're talking about. Yeah, if you go down like Bonanza and you and you kind of go uh, uh, east, you'll you'll run into it. It's next to yep. a grocery store called threateningly named grocery store called Smart and Final. Um, <laughs> sort of a sort of an in, in, intimidating sounding grocery store to me. And uh, got this thing done. It's all wrapped up. Did that uh, yesterday, and Congrats. just like every time. Yep. Every time I've had a medical procedure, like a, a momentous medical procedure, I uh, tend to eat like total dog shit immediately afterwards. Um, uh, notably, after like my first post-surgery uh, check-in with my cardiologist, I went downstairs and ate a, a chicken fried chicken sandwich on a donut. Oh, sounds um, perfect. Remember those days. And yesterday, I was looking around around this area, Tony, and lo and behold, I could not find a damn thing I wanted to eat, except that beacon in uh, yellow and red and maybe green and uh, colors calling across for me uh, across the street, across Bonanza, but the Burger King, Tony, Uh the Burger King, a.k.a. Hungry Jack's in in. Australia, and uh, I had a little hankering. Now, Burger King is a place I hate. I don't really? know what you think about Hungry Jacks, but I dislike Burger King. See, but, um, when you're limited yeah. with your chain burgers, we don't have even your shitty chain. So we don't have Hardee's or Carl's Jr. That's the same company, I realize. But we don't have yeah. those guys. There may be three locations in Australia. We have no Five Guys. We have no In-N-Out. We have no Shake Shack. We have McDonald's, we have Hungry Jacks, and that's about it. If you want to count uh, chicken sandwiches in the burger chains, you got KFC as well. But that's literally it for burger chains. So if you've got a choice between McDonald's, which is a far more uh, prevalent chain, or Hungry Hungry Jacks, occasionally you're going to get a hunkering for that fake char that Hungry Jacks puts on their burgers from the conveyor belt Um, grill. Yep, yep. Hey, Portillo's uses that grill, and their their burgers come out all right. But but they're so I had, better known to me at least for their chocolate thick sure. shake 
cake thing that it's is delicious. Thick shake. Oh, the yep. Portillo's one, the chocolate yep. cake shake. Yeah, that's delicious. Um, I'm actually excited to get that when I when I do eventually go home. Um, <clears throat> so I had been planning to go to McDonald's. That was in the back of my head while I was getting poked by this uh, uh, guy with the needle there. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get McDonald's. Try that new chicken sandwich. They got a new chicken sandwich in the in, – we're in the chicken sandwich wars here in the States, Tony. I don't know if you've noticed oh, this. Oh, I'm well aware of this, it. But we're in, we're in yep. the throes of chicken sandwich battle royale. And, because um, um, I'm subscribed to a lot of YouTube – and 98% of my YouTube subscriptions are food-based. So I'm very yeah, well Joey's aware. Joey's World Tour. You're watching Joey's World Tour. I know it. Well, what? I'm actually thinking of John. Well, he's eating his chicken nuggets, doing that weird scream he does. We love that. <laughs> That's um, not a dude that I watch. But John, Joshua no. Wiseman, I think it is. Um, yeah. He does um, sort of fast food improved, and he's been on the uh, – chicken sandwich crusade and so he's just recently taken on the mcdonald's version of that be interesting to see where you think it ranks out of the burgers you've had whether you've had the popeyes which to most people is on top line ball with chick-fil-a from what i hear without the anti-abortion stance right well as i say with any company there are no good companies just remember that hey Um, I, i just made it clear that Chick-fil-A, I'm not supporting their stance, but they get a lot of crap when other companies do a lot of other shittier things. But that one yeah. stance, they get called out on all the time. Fuck, Crustors sure have worse policies. Popeyes, Popeyes also does not support uh, abortion, would also be my <laughs> expectation. Um, so I, I was not able to go to McDonald's because it wasn't close and I didn't want to drive far away. And I was... Uh, you know, whatever. I just sort of wanted to get home because I was like, am I going to get side effects or some bullshit from this? So let me, let me get back the three minutes back to my place. So I see that Burger King and I recalled that Burger King has entered the chicken sandwich fray as it were. Um, Burger King just dropped the hand breaded chicken sandwich. They got the spicy, they got the normal, you know, whatever. And I've had the Popeyes. I really like the Popeyes, Tony. I think the Popeyes is far superior to the Chick-fil-A, actually. Better bun, better crisp, better sauce. All that stuff is much improved to me with the Popeyes over the over the Chick-fil-A. Now, Burger King. So I'm like, okay, I, I, it's Burger King, so let's see what we get out of this. I hate Burger King. Almost everything I've ever had there has been bad. <laughs> Uh, they make mozzarella sticks and tacos and shit. Ooh. Who knows what what they're gonna spit out at this place? They don't do that so, at Hungry uh, Jacks, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, they got it all here. So I, I swing up, uh, get my spicy version of the hand breaded chicken sandwich. Get the pickle, you know, it's got the pickle on there and the spicy sauce, a little spicy peppery breading on there, and uh, drive it home a couple minutes and start getting into it because I'm hungry. And I gotta say, Tony. This is the closest one I've had to Popeyes. This is the closest competitor I've had to Popeyes. Wow! Is the Burger King is the Burger King variant. It Absolutely was the best buddies. item. The best item I have ever eaten from Burger King. Wow! And uh, from now, I'll note two things about Burger King, and this has been true about every Burger King I've ever been to: Chicago, Las Vegas, anywhere in between that I happen to be in a Burger King. There is never a line at Burger King. <laughs> so if you don't like waiting in line at the Popeyes, which is always a line for Popeyes sandwich, 
The Chick-fil-A line is a goddamn disaster. No matter what, two drive-thrus backed up forever to get the stupid Chick-fil-A sandwich. And it's not even good. This Burger King, I'm just swinging up. Hey, what up? (laughs) It's me. You know, I'm here for my Burger King sandwich. You know, uh, nobody else is. So serve it up, baby. So I didn't have to wait more than a few minutes before I had that sandwich in my hand and in my belly. And it was good. The bun was good. I mean, it was pretty much exactly the Popeye sandwich, except I would say less, maybe less peppery on the breading. I like more of like that chicken fried chicken yep. pepper, like the heavy black pepper. So that was maybe what made it like 5% worse, but for no line and, you know, same price, same everything about it. Uh, I would get that Burger King chicken sandwich. It's good. And the other nice thing about getting it right after you get this shot you don't know what your side effects are coming from. So you get a tummy <laughs> ache, which I did. You're like, I don't know what did that. Probably the chicken sandwich. Probably not the shot. <laughs> you know, you're feeling a little anxious. You've got your, your stomach's like gurgling and stuff. I'm like, damn, that is also a side effect of Burger King. So you can just live with that, you know? You get uh, some much, blood much clotting. Think about that. You get some blood clotting. Yeah. Could be the vaccine. More than likely, though, Burger King's caused that. It's probably also the Burger King, yeah. Uh, I, I I I didn't end up with any blood clotting, and in fact, I had to check today, so uh, ended up fine with the uh, the old blood clot number on the well, you know, Pfizer. Pfizer isn't isn't doing the damage that AstraZeneca is these days. No. Hey, just be thankful um, that uh, you, you can actually get hold of a vaccine. Australia has paid for millions of vaccines, can't get them into the country. Should have thought about that when they secured the uh, supply lines, but hey, politicians. That'll do it. Um, so that's my the rare the like every six months fast food review I do on here is I, pretty much I don't really do it very often. No, so I don't eat a ton of it, but but that was awfully good. That was that was top notch. I do still want to try the McDonald's one. Um, We'll see. Is Hungry Jack's popping up a hand-breaded chicken sandwich? Can you get them in on this? Uh, I don't think they are doing that. Um, Damn. And I will say the one thing that you mentioned that was actually a highlight for you is often the the downfall of Hungry Jack's. And the one time I've had Burger King in America, it was the same. And their buns aren't up to even McDonald's. Oh, their buns are horrible. That's why I assumed it was going to be that ass bun that, like, it doesn't – Bite the same as the burger, so you get little like bread shards. Yeah, it's like it half crumbles stale or something. And, uh, yeah, yep. poison. Yeah, not good. Yeah, so, don't don't go to Burger King unless you're getting a sandwich. That's my advice. See, our major chains outside of McDonald's. McDonald's does a bit more experimentation. They do the McRib. They do every oh, yeah. burger chains has the specials, but our Hungry Jacks. They tend to congregate around the idea of the angry Angus or some other ang- Angus, in inverted commas, based sure. patty. Sure. Um, so they don't venture off into things like tacos or wings or anything like that. It's a fairly sure. straight up and down burger place. And I think that's why the quality of, of, of things like um, Hungry Jacks are slightly higher and also... I think our, our food control and food standards are slightly higher than America. So even a comparable oh, yeah. chain will have um, yeah. higher quality ingredients. 
Yeah, one thing I've noticed about literally almost every country in the world that I've been to, which isn't many of them, but other than the U.S., um, is that the standard of food served in common places like fast food, the gas station, the pharmacy, is that not it, it is of order of magnitude higher quality than the food you'll get out of those places. Like we, uh, there's a boots. This is a weird story, but there's a boots. You know what a boots is Tony? It's no a pharmacy. Idea. Okay. Boots is a boots is a whatever, whatever your pharmacy is, save on or Rite Aid or Wal- Walgreens or whatever shit. It's Chemist the same Wayhouse. shit, but in shit. Perfect. Yes. And, uh, they have whole, like a whole wall, cooler wall of like little pre-packed meals and sandwiches and stuff at the one in, in Gatwick airport in London. And we were passing through, uh, once and I, we were like, we got to grab something to eat. And I'm like, well, why don't we check out? Well, whatever. Let's grab something at boots. It's fine. I had like a good chicken tandoori wrap, like a legit, legit dece, you know, I was like, oh, this is fine. You know, it was like probably whatever the equivalent of like $8 is or something. Yeah. Um, it's like, sweet, this is this came out of the Walgreens. I mean, the Walgreens here, you, I mean, I don't buy food from Walgreens. I would not do that. Um, so, yeah, pretty much everything's better in, in other countries. Um, all right, Tony. So since I have been allowed to, uh, I have just continued sort of having my normal uh, beers. Um, why don't you tell us, you've been drinking anything this week? You've, you've firing off anything? I've been, I've been just babbling for the first 20 minutes of this podcast. Um. Look, it's just been checking in a few of those Easter beers that I'd, I'd spoken about on Untapped. Um, I've just finished those off, so there are no more Easter beers left in my fridge. And to me, the standout, um, there, was, there was two that really stood out. The chocolate stout from White Rabbit. Wouldn't really call it a stout. Yeah. Porter, maybe. And the Magical Easter Unicorn by Bridge Road was oh, man. a really delicious 6%. They call it a porter. I'd call sure. it a brown ale, maybe. Super sweet for a porter. Um, not super boozy at 6%, but that, that would be my my standout for the week. All right. Uh, you get anything for Easter, Tony? You, you guys do anything? I'm not. I'm not. You know, we're, I'm not relig- You're not a particularly religious feller either. So, I, as I an atheist, I don't do anything special myself. But I will say, the nation in Australia, for whatever reason, this is our one time where we shut down. Specifically, Good wow. Friday. Good Friday, basically nothing's open other than convenience stores. Um, huh. It's really weird. There's a propensity for people that aren't even religious to go out and buy seafood. So if you want to buy prawns or have fish and chips, the the line at the fish and chip shop is going to be long. They were taking pre-orders this year. That's how busy it was going to be. And the cost of, of things like prawns and crayfish just out of this world on that one particular day. And it, it falls in line for Victoria on a telethon that is actually um, fairly popular um, that involves a children's hospital. So um, that is a big part of our, our calendar. Are, are there a lot of Catholics in Australia? Not really. We're not a particular. Yeah, I didn't think so. It was like the fish on Friday thing doesn't really check out to me. It's just a national thing rather than a yeah. Catholic thing. So 
we've got a couple of churches in our town. One of them happens to be Catholic, but I think they might get 18 to 20 people on a Sunday attend those services. I think the Australian population, I think 12% of the Australian population is Catholic from the last census. Um, There you go. We have a lot of Christians that don't attend service that go in our census um, and they don't belong to an affiliation or a church. I'm part of a, a growing group that, uh, yeah, don't believe in any sort of uh, sky gods. And that's and that's Tony's Australian census breakdown. Thank you. Very nice. Uh, Tony, I was drinking some, uh, went to a little event actually on Saturday for a pizza port. A brewery I was just at. Yeah, just you were. At pizza port. Crazy. Um, they had a little event over at uh, Corey's, the local beer shop here down in the uh, – in near Henderson, um, and they had uh, five pizza port drafts. Uh, had a little food truck on. Um, was hanging out with some uh, some of our local beer friends, just sipping on some IPA. But they had a special beer. So Corey's, the uh, shop there, sells a lot of whiskey. They have a lot of store pick whiskey stuff like that. They've done barrel selections uh, of bourbon, and one of their barrels they picked, they got it back after it was emptied. And they took that barrel of Blanton's, that their their barrel selection, <clears throat> drove it over to Carlsbad, and Pizza Port filled it up with some Imperial Porter, Ooh. where they kept it for a year, and they tapped that beer on uh, on Saturday, and it was called the Blantastic Voyage, uh, Blanton's barrel aged porter, eleven percent, and dude, it was a throwback to a prior era of barrel aged beer. Uh, this was from, if uh, it landed from outer space, I swear <laughs> to God, it was, uh, like, oh damn, this is like normal thickness and tastes like whiskey wild. And it was, I loved it. I thought it was great, but I was getting some mixed vibes. I was like, well, this isn't, this, this needs some thickness. This needs some, like <laughs> now, now this is right. I mean, I love a thick stout and I had plenty of them. At a bottle share last week, but this was this was a winner. So, fantastic voyage. Um, I doubt it's there still, but um, if you somehow find yourself in Vegas over the next couple of weeks, you might dig yourself up some. It was really tasty. Okay. That was a big winner for me. Let's let's knock this one out of the park right now. Oh God! What is Griff's Lager of the Week, and have we had it on the show before? Oh, my lager of the week is not from the show before. Oh, my God. Boom. It's a new one. And you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one, Tony. I actually just drank it because I got it today in the mail. Um, Griff's lager of the week this week is a beer called Metallic Vessels by, you know them, gang, Burial Beer Company, <laughs> Metallic the? Vessels. They're doing lager now? Oh, we've had lager from that. They're good. But this is a dark lager with coffee. Boy, this stuff is killer. Um, I love it. It is a, it is a like a Schwartz beer type lager. We know um, you love a Schwartz a bo- beer. I do. And this has a blend of boldly roasted coffee from Onyx Coffee Roasters, um, which I think is in South Carolina somewhere. Uh, killer. Killer beer. Not overpowering with the coffee. Just a nice, you know, had sort of a, um, a a drier, very dry coffee porter type 
behavior to it. Um, obviously dry like a lager, but uh, that sounds dang, dang, that was good. That sounds really excellent because I really like some super well attenuated porters that have coffee in them that don't leave a lot behind. And this is taking that to another level because Max a Swartz style beard basically has nothing left. Um, it that sounds really delicious. I hope we get one, to see some one of that. Problem with it. One problem with it was it went down super easy. Like, Don't I was you want that? Done with it. Don't oh, you I want- love it. Yeah, no, but it was, even for lager, like the coffee, it's like sipping a sweet iced coffee, right? Yep. I get a sweet, slightly sweetened iced coffee. I'm just, I'm, it's in, it's gone. I just, <laughs> I'm just taking it down. Same thing with something like, like horchata has a little bit of that to me, or like, very much um, so. Like cold and sweet. And you just take this isn't sweet like horchata, but it's beer, right? It's sweet enough yeah. uh, compared to black coffee. It is, you know. Uh, this just went down like like candy, man. I was I was done with it. Uh, big fan of that beer. Um, so that's good. Griff's Lager of the week is getting fancier these days. Coffee, <laughs> coffee Schwartz beer <laughs> is Griff's Lager. <laughs> used to be I was just drinking Pilsner. Now now I only coffee Schwartz beer can get me off for for Lager of the week. You're on a slippery slope there, buddy. But I will say, you were actually genius in naming this segment. You didn't make it Griff's Pilsner of the Week. So it does open yourself up to a couple more styles that are in the the lager world. And you're not just limited to blonde um, beers that have noble hops in them. It really... Next up, India Pale Lager. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Maybe, though, um, so Tony, uh, we got people reaching out to us as always. Our fans cannot stop pestering us. They just will not leave me alone. Ugh, shut up. No, just kidding. Guys, get on discord. Come hang out with us. Come chit chat with us. Um, a lot of guys having some fun, had some fun Easter posts, um, with a classic sick animation video from Corey that just really was a throwback for me. Um, can't can't not love that. I'm sure they've been those guys have been canceled. Uh, our guy Nick Torque hanging out at Lake's Entrance in Victoria. Boy, this is pretty. Yeah, well, well, uh, looks nice out there, huh? Yeah, Lake's is an hour and a quarter from me. So, and it's heading further mm-hmm. east from Melbourne. Um, Lake's Entrance is the place in Australia that has the most registered fishing boats. So. The reason why it's called Lakes Entrance is it's one of a couple of places you can get out of the Gippsland Lakes from. Um, the Gippsland Lakes are, are primarily three lakes that are tiny by your standards. I know you've got Lake Michigan mm. and and all those. You're in you're in um, sort of an area where right. lakes are huge. Right now, I only Lake Mead here, which is still pretty <laughs> big. But it, not it as is. Big as those. No, but these are. Naturally occurring lakes and Lake Entrance is a very um, picturesque town. Um, it's a high tourist town. It really is very, very pretty. If you want to go out and see both lakes and and the surf all in one, it's a great area to hang out. There are surrounding towns that are also very picturesque: Meetung, mm. Nungurna, Nairumalang, Painesville. It's a super pretty area. Um, Short access to a couple of breweries, which is also nice, but plenty of nice places to eat and just walk along the beach and, yeah, 
really delightful town. I'm a big fan of lakes. We just call it lakes. That's that's how we shorten it because we shorten everything in, in Australia. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a town I've spent quite a bit of town in time in, and um, really is a yeah. is a beautiful area of the country. And we've got magnificent weather today, and we have for the last week or so. So, and it's a nice time to be outside and getting a bit of uh, salt air in your lungs. Not bad. Hey, here it's hot, Tony. It's getting hot. We had our first ninety mid nineties days last week. Kind of fun, huh? We're going to um, hit uh, low nineties today. So yeah, I feel you. All right. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so we also had some friends going out and drinking beer. Uh, our friend Max Allotment, uh, David, I believe his name is, uh, uh, was out at Carton, which is a brewery I really want to go to. Um, Carton in New Jersey. Very cool. Someday. Our friend Corey was drinking dog brew. Congrats on the dog brew. Uh, it is for dogs. I hope. I hope he did. I hope he realized that at some point uh, while he was taking that down. He does have two dogs, so I assume that they might have at least been, you know, kind of whimpering and cower. Please let me have some dog brew. Stop drinking it. Um, and then our friend Tyler was bouncing around in the fine state of Alabama. Wow, what a treat! Um, Still there, and then uh, he did on the way home stop at Three Floyds for their pickup. The brew pub, the brew pub's closed, but the pickup's still there. He picked up one of my favorite barley wines, dude. Um, Pillar of Beasts, which is a salted caramel barley wine, and it's a it's a pastry monster. But dude, it is very tasty. I highly recommend that if you and it's a it's a shelf turret at Three Floyds. You'll just find it whenever. Bourbon <laughs> barrel aged salted bourbon barrel aged salted caramel barley wine. It's fire. Go get it. If you're I, in that area, I will say that that uh, even though it's so dark, it appears to have some clouds. So I imagine this is a thick, thick barley wine, even by barley wine standards. It's rich. Yeah, it's it's drier than most thick stout, but it's it's oh, rich for barley wine for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually would have put that in the pastry box category, probably. Fair enough. Uh, um, that, that that feels like that's that's probably where it goes. Um. And then we just had some other random crap going on. I know people were gambling. You always can check out the gambling. Um, actually did have to post my favorite pandemic picture, Tony, which is the man in the, uh, or lady in the Baskin Robbins ice cream cone costume saying, how TF am I essential worker for the picture <laughs> of them in the, in the Baskin Robbins cone. Uh, that might be my favorite artifact from, from America's pandemic era. Um, what a what a fucking joke all this was. Um, very good. So get on our Discord. Reach out on Instagram. We will bring you into the Discord. You guys can hang out, chit chat with us. And we're doing. Uh, you know, this will be out. This won't be out yet. But um, if you would have paid attention last week, you could have been here uh, to uh, Friday when we are hanging out for our first anniversary. Uh, just to hang, not doing anything special. I maybe we'll write something. Probably won't. Like a game, I'll probably just play um, Jackbox games and we'll just fuck around Sounds for a good. while. Um, nothing to lose. Maybe you know, get down here uh, uh, in the afternoon and chill out and drink some beers and maybe pop a stout or two while I'm at it. Right? Celebrate us making a god-forsaken amount of content that nobody would ever believe. No, celebrate the fact that, well, even you, that we're both still alive at this point. 
We're alive. We did it. We lived. We look, lived through the pandemic and each other. It's a miracle. Oh, I wasn't even thinking pandemic. I was just thinking heart issues, diabetes, all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Well, that's an achievement too, yeah. <laughs> now, you, uh, bad. I think you should be putting your feet up. I don't think you should be putting together a game. Let's get some jackbacks on because I know you've been doing a lot on Instagram as well and that has been going off of late, so... Yeah, we're popping off on Instagram, Tony. Um, our friend, uh, our friend again. It's it's Max Allotment, David, Mister Wise, whatever you want to call him. It's the same guy, um, right? It is the same guy. Right? I think so. Yeah, I think I believe that's uh, David Wiseman. Oops, gave his full name. Nope. Bad luck. He said his whole name. Oh well, <laughs> I can, I, I can, I can. If I edited this, I could bleep it, but I don't. So yeah, just bleep it. Just give us a bleep. Put the marker in there. We'll get it. Just bleep, hit bleep now, though, after you said his name. That'd, that'd be even funny. Um, uh, that, that, uh, our buddy there says, uh, WTF is up with Tony freezing everything in sight and cutting them into cubes, leftover soup, unwanted jello shots, and dregs of God knows what else. I think the heat is getting to him. That's not bad. That does make sense based on every other time I've talked to you. Well, there are so many things that you can freeze and then reuse. It just makes sense. And if you do it in ice cube trays, it's not like you're freezing a container of this shit. Beef bouillon, if you make some beef bouillon, freeze that sucker. If you, for whatever unknown reason, decide to have red wine and then don't decide to finish it, freeze that sucker, use it in a beef bourguignon or some other kind of sauce. I've done that before. Yeah. Put your tomato paste in there too or something. You can do that. Um, you guys get tomato paste in tubes. We don't. That's that's the reason that that's relevant. Okay. We don't get tomato paste in tubes. We get it in a can. So if you have an eight ounce can of to- or a six ounce can of tomato paste and you use two ounces, yep, you have you're a fucked. can. You know, you're fucked. The yep. squeeze. We need the squeeze. I do not know why we don't get the squeeze tube. It's fucking bullshit. Now we um, do also get it in one other form, and as the uh, British would say incorrectly, we get it in miniature yogurt cups. We say yogurt in Australia, as God intended, and that's you get it like in yolk play cups or whatever. Yeah, like, like little... miniature miniature versions of those. Uh, and you can buy you can buy a two pack and snap them off and keep one for later and use one now. And, Spe- uh, speaking of the British, yeah. before you finish up on Instagram. Ne- not Netflix, Foxtel, because that's why it's so late, have finally put the latest series of Great British Bake Off on TV. Oh, yeah. I'm going week by week at this stage. Got to say, I like the new host. Big fan of... Oh, Matt? A big fan of Matt. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him delightful. too. I, I thought he was funny. Yeah, I thought he was really funny. He was... Him and Noel together are just more of a natural comic pairing, I think. But I, they, I think they got a lot of hate for that because they're not, because there's not, I don't know. It's I, I, I think they're more like the early hosts than anything else. Like they remind me more of um, the two ladies whose yeah. names uh, evade me than they do of Sandy. Noel and Sandy being together. But yeah. uh, I love Sandy too. I thought Sandy yeah. was a very smart person. But we've kind of gone back to you know just kind of goofball stuff, which I think is funnier. Yeah, it, it's just really interesting that their their chemistry was so natural from the very start. So I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Interesting to see how it plays out. I've only just done bread week, so um, 
No spoilers. Yeah. That's that, my favorite week. I always feel like I get root. I feel like once that's over, I'm always kind of missing <laughs> the red part. Yes, uh, I, I agree. And of course, we've also finally had the appearance, which you've probably got to the end of, is the Portland season of Top Chef. So I'm enjoying that at the moment as well. Oh, we're not to the end of it. We just the first episode just aired. I mean, we're we're all. I mean, it's it's new here too. We, we don't we don't we haven't seen this yet. Oh well. There you At go. least I haven't. I mean, unless I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think it's new <laughs> for both of us. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's we we're kind of watching that together. I um, I'm actually historically not a big Top Chef follower. I just really? haven't done it. I, I don't know. I just I just idiot. I don't know. No reason really. Uh, it's maybe not stupid enough for me. I actually miss. Uh, I miss next Iron Chef. That was my favorite yep. cooking contest. Because but, um, this year is there's going to be even less stupid. It looks like a really tough field. There are three or four I have penciled in for the final. One of those is going to fall early. Just always. I actually happens. like this year. It's less of the fucking hanging out in the house part. I th- yes. I'm hoping uh, that's what I want. I don't. Although like, that I always comes later. That always comes once you get under ten competitors. That that. Tends to creep in. That's why I like Next Iron. It was just cooking. They were not hanging out in the house. They were just cooking. You know, Um, this this is sort of, you know, sometimes that like the MTV component of it. I'm always like, I don't care about that. But it does look like a really tough field. These guys are good. I mean, there's some there's some real skill in there for sure. And the judging, I think, is going to be fun. There's all those judges. I wonder if. Do you think they just called him up and they were like, hey, you guys just want to come get drunk with your boys for a few weeks because you're not doing anything else. You're sitting around like your restaurant's open or anything. Uh, I feel like they just called up Richard Blaze and he was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just kind of get shit-faced and eat steak every day or whatever. And do fucking wacky things with my hair. Um, yeah, he's got Conan hair, huh? It's like wild. <laughs> that, w- that was cartoonish Conan hair. That, that was bigger than Conan ever did. And I'm glad one of mm-hmm. the... Um, competitors that actually made fun of him for that because that that was ridiculous. But yeah, this is this is completely guys that don't have employment, and it was easy for them to get them to quarantine. That was the other issue, I think, getting um, outside names. And I think they needed people that we were already familiar with to actually yeah. sort of help guide through this sort of weird phase where they've they've got no Whole Foods clip during during the, the show because that was always a good three to four minute segment was the train wreck that was yeah. the Whole Foods buying. Ironic, but I did enjoy them sitting out in their BMWs waiting for the fucking curbside. <laughs> <laughs> they should be, I'm going to videotape myself for the Instagram of me sitting outside of Target waiting for uh, the poor 17-year-old girl to bring me my seven things of gallons of distilled water or whatever it is that I pick up from there. What a delight. Um, yeah, really funny. Uh, I did enjoy, I, and I, I actually think, I wonder if they'll talk about this. The I've hated having to shop on the internet. Like, cause I really? have to, no, I have to really know what I want. Um, and I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I like browsing for what's yep. there. You know, I like looking at the different shit. I'm so excited in whatever it is. It's, I got my shot yesterday, eight, nine more days. My ass going to the grocery store and looking at cool cheese. That's what I want. Look at cheese. Pick some good tortillas out. There's one down the street with a tortilleria in it. Ooh. That's what I want. Yep. That's I will. What I, want to do. 
I will say, because we've been under a very different experience here in Australia with the way our lockdowns are being conducted and about our safety around supermarkets and things like that, other than um, a period, um, I think June last year, where I didn't set foot in a, probably actually April, May, June last year, I did all online shopping. But as the situation changed within Australia, things became safer. I've been shopping sure. in store. Um, it's only recently that we've gone mask free after 40 days straight without a case in Victoria. But um, it, even with a mask on, shopping's been an enjoyable experience and an escape. I'm, I'm so, still putting a mask on. I mean, I'll, oh, I'll be yeah. 95% protected, but my ass is still putting on two masks. Yeah. Um, we but, can talk about this next week before I get closer, but let's yeah. talk about this next week cool. in that I want to talk about how bad should I feel if I want to go play blackjack? That's what we need to talk about next week. Not bad at all. What I'm level, an enabler. What level of guilt do I need for uh, blackjack? And, I, and, and will I accept? And the answer is yes, not to spoil it, but I will <laughs> take the guilt. Um, Tony, uh, I do want to do a couple segments in our show. It's segment time. I think it's time to talk uh, and uh, about some news. It's hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Uh, biggest news of the week, uh, Tony, GABF was cancelled. If you're familiar with that. I, I, I am. We, um, of course, had a similar thing last year where our great Aussie beer spectacular was cancelled, Gab's, which is more just showcase, but good beer week, which is, is kind of more GABF um, in its appeal, um, is going ahead this year. We don't have the awards around um, that you do with the GABF and and sort of the the industry standing that that has, but it is really it's more than a conference. It's it's several things, isn't it? When when you talk about GABF, uh, well, it's um, yeah. I mean, it's a contest, so they're doing the contest, yeah. but they're not. Doing the just they're just not doing the in person festival and they're going to try to do it in yep. 2022. I get that. I know why they're not. I mean, obviously it wasn't going to be able to go off. I don't think it's 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 usually in the summer. I think so. Probably a little too soon for over here. But uh, I always wanted to go. I say that, and I wasn't. It's not like this year was going to be the year I wanted <laughs> to go or I was going to go. But I do really want to go sometime. Um, so yep. it's only relevant to me in that I wish I was there, and I do follow the awards every year which they're going to do anyways, uh, which is fine. I would presume they'll be able to get the judges together by that time so they don't have to do the judging in some fucked up way, I yeah, would hope. You, you would expect that, much like Top Chef, if they do um, have it, if they just have it in a bigger space with more spaced out tables, four judges to a table rather than normal eight to ten, um, and, and maybe they have to find a way of thinning the field early because I know in Australia that's a problem with um, own, you can only sort of judge a handful of beers before you get pellet fatigue and get drunk at the same time because this is beer, this is not wine, you're not spitting that shit out. Um, no, you're, you're, you are you got to swallow it, baby. Yeah. You have no choice. So you can only sort of judge sort of two rounds or or two rounds of a portion of a, a class kind of thing. It's it's really interesting to um, 
to see how they'll manage that and how they'll thin the field. I think once the, the field is thin to finalists in each category, I think that'll be fairly easy to judge for sure. I, I always love the, when they do the awards. I'm, I'm like into it because I think they get it pretty right most of the time, honestly. I, I'm always kind of sh- shocked because <laughs> the, the only reason that's va- that I can validate it is that it's not just a totally out-of-the-blue beer wins every year. Yep. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's a fucking legit beer <laughs> that wins the <laughs> award, which makes sense, right? Yep. Hey, Honkers Ale won best English ale or however a thousand years ago. Damn, that makes sense. You know, that was good. Um, uh, at set, right. There's a bunch of examples of this where like good beers are winning the real awards, but uh, there are some of these contests where you're just like, why did fucking ass hat breweries, Dick wad cream ale win cream ale. Who cares? You know, I don't yep. get it. Um, doesn't make any sense. Uh, other news, um, Worst Beer Blog. Tony, were you familiar with, with Worst Beer Blog? I, I cannot say that I've come across it before. Um, what was – give me the uh, tagline that went by, seeing it's closed up shop. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't find it. There's official tagline, but they did close, and um, they, they cut it out. So essentially Worst Beer Blog just sort of attacked the maybe worst people in the beer world. Okay, so and, it wasn't uh, just on bad beer. It was about um, the breadiness. Or no, it was the... not about bad beer. It's generally about bad people. Yep. Um, generally about bad writing. We'd go after the bad the bad writing out there. They really weren't a blog so much as they were a Twitter account. <laughs> um, but they would just sort of go after all the worst dickheads um, that were doing dickhead shit, posting the sexist labels, saying bad COVID stuff. Um, writing garbage like articles, like some of the guys being sex offenders or other shit. So uh, it's going to be sad to not have, um, you know, they were less of, yeah, oh, he's not listening, who cares? Uh, good beer hunting tends to be like the arbiter of taste, I think, in the beer world, and I find it fucking un- insufferable Yep. Um, the way that guy is. This was more of an arbiter of, like, bullshit, and I appreciate that. Um, somebody has to police that a little bit, right? <laughs> you cannot tolerate all of the bullshit all time at all times. So being a sexist piece of shit, being an asshole, uh, uh, being a fucking right-wing lunatic in the beer world, he would call it out. And uh, we're going to miss that, I think. Um, there's other people who will do it. There's more. There's more, like, other people who, who take that role on, I think at this point, more journalists in the world that actually cover the beer industry. Um, but uh, I think he probably just got sick of getting shit all the time, which makes sense to me. I can understand that, but maybe there's a darker side to it. Maybe maybe our um, current owners had a, had a part in that. DJ Khaled. You think DJ Khaled? Yep. And M Trains. I, I think... Um, they may have... alert major bag alert. yeah <laughs> he, he got the bag <laughs> i believe that um corporate litigation could perhaps be a part of this not litigation well, I but, don't think that's true, yeah. but but corporate pressure i could see coming to bear on, on I, could definitely like... see that or, 
Um, he tended not to go after the. Um, I don't mean by Anheuser Busch, yeah. but I mean oh, okay. even like legal pressure and and not not necessarily litigation, but legal pressure from all these bad actors. Even if eighty percent of that passes by, there's going to be twenty percent that arc up, and that twenty percent that arc up, twenty percent of that twenty percent are probably going to contact a lawyer. You're going to have to deal with that, even if it is frivolous. That's still going to be a lot of shit you end up having to deal with. And that's probably the best of it. The other 80% yeah. is probably abuse. And, uh, maybe, maybe I'll regret this, saying this someday. But if I have to call, if you have to call a lawyer because of a tweet, you fucked up. You're the <laughs> one who fucked up. Okay. If you have to call a lawyer to say, like, help me with my tweet, no, that's your fault. You did that. Yeah, it's kind that of like me. like asking for a presidential pardon for... Yeah, for fucking a 17-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that is maybe not... That is a fun... I mean, even if... I, I know it was Trump, but I got to say, even though it's Trump who has done all every bad thing, probably, I still don't think I'm feeling good about having to... Go, I got to go talk to Trump about why I did what now. <laughs> like... That still does not. That is not a good feeling. No. Uh, I know it's Trump. I don't have any respect for Trump, but I also don't want to have to go ask Trump to help me out with my child sex thing. It really doesn't <laughs> check out to me. Uh, Tony, last piece of news. Uh, maybe this one's a little more of a something we can latch on to, huh? Uh, if you remember, we were doing some hard seltzer rundowns a while ago, and we talked about a little, probably like six or eight months ago now, you're talking about a little hard seltzer called Vizzy. Are you familiar? Do you remember Vizzy, Tony? I, I do remember Vizzy. It, it certainly rang a bell when it showed up in the show notes. Oh. Vizzy has is loaded with antioxidant vitamin C, as is almost everything on Earth, but this also has it. I think I called this at the time, if I remember rightly, because um, – I think we were talking about uh, Moonshot, the, uh, a beer that had um, caffeine added to, to it that was that marketed itself as a um, beer slash energy drink. And, of course, then we've, we've got the malt liquors. Um, I forget the name of it, but I can remember having it in Four Vegas. Loco. Four Locos. That's exactly the one I was thinking of. Sparks. Sparks yeah. is out there. Now, so, that stuff didn't just promote it. They were putting things in the beer or in the product that were not eventually though that became illegal to do yes is put but, that stuff in there but what i'm saying is the fda don't um specifically like either altering beverages or promoting claims that don't actually stack up um yeah which that's is a, and that's a big Problem in a lot of places, yeah. There are people promoting that, like sleeping on a different type of pad will cure your anxiety or something, yeah. Yeah, or a different type of pillow um, will cure you from your meth problem. Yeah. But... Yeah, it works, I think. <laughs> I, I think um, we will see an end to this. I think it's... I think whatever punishment they get will just be a slap on the wrist. They'll change the branding. Vizzy may not be back. But they'll well, continue. Well, Tony, they haven't. Our, our listeners haven't read the story, so let me let me give them the detail okay. here. Uh, <laughs> they um, the problem for Vizzy was, uh, as Tony is alluding to cryptically, is that uh, Molson Coors has been uh, touting the fortification of this delicious seltzer. I haven't had it. Um, with being full of antioxidant vitamin C, 
from super fruit super fruit super fruits super fruits like I don't know, a pineapple? Is a pineapple a super fruit? I, don't know. I see some pomegranate. I think that blueberries, that's one. Pomegranate, I think. Look. Um, I don't really know where if, how, where these things fit into the super fruit okay. category. Super fruit is just a marketing not. term. So, yes, these are absolutely yeah. super fruits because this is just marketing. So, yes. It's just bullshit, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you're not supposed to say or make medical claims in any way, really, on stuff that maybe doesn't have any sort of medical efficacy, I guess. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> here's a good quote from Ava Greenthal of the CSPI C- Senior Science Policy. Uh, associate. I don't know. She's an associate of yep. them. Uh, you should get your vitamins from foods first and a multivitamin or a supplement is a distant second. If you really need it, alcoholic beverages are the absolute last place where you should go looking for or expect to find vitamins. I actually kind of agree with that. The presence of vitamin C in hard seltzer is no reason to drink more than you would otherwise. And doesn't make this brand of hard seltzer less damaging to your health than any other. I don't know what's da- what is damaging about your health to hard by hard <laughs> seltzer. I guess booze. Um, yes, that kind of does. But, uh, I, I, hey, listen, I there are high quantities of vitamin B in your Zwickle beer. Just to be clear, I just want to make that well noted. Um, so if you're looking for noted. some of that, you can get. Some. Um. So the F. This is all about some kind of FDA policy that um, they. It, it is. Is it inappropriate to add vitamins and minerals to alcoholic beverages? No. That's what the FDA says. They do not consider it appropriate to add vitamins or minerals to alcoholic beverages. So they are being, uh, well, somebody's encouraging them to issue some regulations that will prohibit the use of these claims and to make sure that the, this is somehow uh, penalized, I believe is what they're trying to do. Um, So what do I think about it? I don't know. I, I just wish they hadn't have done this. I don't know. I don't think this is a differentiator. (laughs) I don't think anybody who drinks seltzer cared. And I think everybody knows that vitamin C is not probably, I don't know. Is that the vitamin you have trouble getting? There are like 1 million vitamin C sources. I I eat an orange. That's uh, one I like. Um, You could take a vitamin C supplement. Uh, You're just going to piss it out anyways. That's what I was going to say. You can do it. Most multivitamins you end up pissing out unless you have a deficiency somewhere in your body because um, you only eat, eat butter on pasta and that's your only meal every day of the the week, three meals a day, then yes, you probably sure. need to take yeah. a multivitamin. But even then, you're going to be pissing some of it down the drain because even yeah, even pasta with butter all. has... Your body can absorb it. You can't absorb 100% of every vitamin right away not not possible just gonna get rid of it um and so if you want to drink hard seltzer fuck don't ask me i want you to i love it you know (laughs) go get some you don't need it to have vitamin c in it and actually some of these flavors sound decent if it didn't make a stupid ass claim like black cherry lime hard seltzer yum give me it but Uh, you know what it says to me pineapple mango also sounds good to me uh strawberry kiwi i love that 
all good, you know, serve it up. Yeah, serve it up, that's fine. But what this says to me is they weren't confident enough in their flavours to stand alone. They, they're probably not <laughs> yeah, bringing um, themselves to Flavor Town. They are just... Like Bud Light. Yeah, this is not no Bud Light Celsius. This is some other sort of watered down. We're on your side, baby. This is not in the Bud Light Seltzer category. What this is, is the AC Cola of the Cola Wars. This is not even (laughs) Pepsi. Oh, RC Cola. Sorry, not AC. (laughs) No, I tell you. I tell you what this is. AC Green was the guy who didn't fuck his wife or something until he was like 48. I tell you what this actually is. Is Tab Cola. This is the Tab Cola of the Salsa Wars. Where's my tab? Yeah, that guy. Yep. Um, yeah, just, I mean, if you want to, if you're really hooked on drinking one from Coors, they make one. So just get that one. It's yep. Coors Seltzer. And it is literally the same exact flavors as Bud Light Seltzer. And I bet it tastes pretty much exactly the same. Don't say that. So, uh, Do not say that. We don't want to get sued. Oh, He's yeah. still listening. I mean, it's, way, it's much worse, uh, much, much worse. Um, no Rocky Mountain water in that, in fact, I heard, in the seltzer. It's uh, it's actually yeah. uh, toilet water. It's it's uh, like turf. comparing uh, Fiji water with Voss water and Voss water with Evian. They are completely different um, waters. They That's taste right. completely different. Um, they yep. have much different effects on you, and if you – you have a favorite amongst those. You know that there is a massive difference between water. Anyone who drinks Evian, turn off the podcast. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Are you more of a tell I, person? I got my Brita, baby. I'm just Brita. I'm Brita guy. Put that put that water in the big Brita pitcher. Run it through there. I'll drink Vegas water all day if you run it through my Brita. I'm happy. <laughs> no problem. All good. Getting all my minerals. Mineraled up. Uh, and hard seltzer. I'll drink that too. That's water-ish. Uh, all right. All right, Tony. It's time for segment part dose. It is time for our game this week. We love to play a game. And we got a new one this week. It's our first new game in a while, Tony. We, we've been we've been rocking with these three games for, for a while. We got our Untrapped. We got our uh, Two Brews. We got our This or That. Um, that is all of them, right? How could you forget my favorite sting, the Brux Capacitor? That is another game. Oh, the Brux Capacitor. See, I love the Brux. This, this is, um, yeah, the Brux Capacitor is a classic, and that's really, that's that's a game in a, in a way that I call it one because it's not. It's a segment. It's because I say game. A lot. <laughs> you do a game, game a lot. Life, life is a game, my friend. Um, I guess. So today, the new game is called News the Game. And it is, uh, that is the best name I could come up with. News the Game. So this is, Tony, this is news, but if I did a game with it. Okay. And uh, I know, it's clever. So this uh, in this one, Tony, I actually have I, our, our doc says top 10. I actually have 12, um, and I'm going to try to go through these quick. I was going to do a timer, but I don't want to do a timer because I want to allow riff riff time. Riffage. But, um, yep, you got a riff, baby. It's a podcast. What's the point if we're not going to do that? And uh, so 
if you're familiar with the game Password, are you familiar with the game Password, Tony? I am. I am. This is a little bit like that, and it's a little bit like Jeopardy. I just, <laughs> essentially what I have are 12 sort of, so I have the top 12. Uh, today I was messing around. I was looking at the top 50 breweries this year that just came out last week. The top 50 breweries by size, uh, independently owned breweries, craft quote unquote breweries in the nation by size. And I was just sort of perusing through it, looking at where some of my favorites were. I said, aha, I could use this uh, to do something funny. Maybe. I don't know. hope it's funny. And uh, we could do um, a little uh, trivia type game. So this is really, this is what this is, is it's the top 12 breweries in the USA in order. And I have written you uh, in the password style, 12 clues to give you the answer. Um, so maybe in the future we'll try this with the timer. I sort of just want to roll with it and see see how we do. Um, but this is news the game, top twelve, uh, and here we go. You ready, Tony? Uh, I am. We'll just we'll just we'll just count them out and see how many you get right. All right, sounds good. This is number twelve. Number 12, here we go. This brewery's bovine-inspired cream ale is available at just about every tavern in Wisconsin. Spotted Cow. This one's a nice, easy one to start off with. Well, that's the name of the beer. Well, what's the brewery? Oh, um... 12 breweries. New Glarus. New Glarus, you got it. That's one. Ding! We can play a ding sound someday, huh? All right. Here's number 11. Pass the duchy on the left-hand side. Let's light up a spliffy and give me one 420 extra pale ale, our popular phrases of the fan base of this Atlanta brewery. I should know this, but oh, oh, this, is, this is where it hurts being from outside America. What else do, what else do we guys say? I love Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, just... let's, do some, let's do some weeds. Uh, they say that a lot, right? I have no idea about this one. Because this just How do you like my leaf tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> you pay no help weed, with your clues. Weed, weed culture is just like so foreign to me. I don't know. It feels <laughs> like it's like 1993. Uh, uh, oh. 42069 boner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's weed. That's weed to me. All right, you don't know this one. You want no, to pass? Pass. We can pass now. Okay, we're gonna pass for now. All right, we'll come back to that. Number ten. Bend, Oregon's first brewery put Pacific Northwest hops on the map with IPAs so fresh that you just want to squeeze them. And then it says in parentheses, "Not like your penis?" Question mark. Is this Deschutes? It's Deschutes. Yeah, you got it. Penis. All right. Griff would argue. Number nine. Griff would argue that this innovative brewery brought on a plague of fake beer styles when they invented the Escondidian Dark Ale. Oh, who invented that? Uh, so they're in the Pacific Northwest as well. Well, Escondidian. Oh, pass. All right. Number eight. This brewery is most famous for its massive fall seasonal, named after Jack Skellington's title. Who is Jack Skellington? Oh, you don't know The Nightmare Before Christmas, do you? No. Okay, so this is a... Okay. Uh, massive Fall Seasonal, which is a pumpkin ale. 
and very high alcohol. How about that for a clue? <laughs> is Schlafly's pumpkin ale? No, it's not Schlafly. They're not big enough, They're not big uh, enough for this. I didn't think so. Pass. I'm doing well. All right. <laughs> You'll get this one. In Kalamazoo, the hearts of this brewery, the hearts of this brewery come from this IPA named after a unique feature of trout. Would this be uh, Two-Hearted? What's a brewery? Oh, who put out Two-Hearted? Bells, of course. Bells. Bells, you got it. Ding, ding. Uh, you're, th- what are you, three for, three for six? One, yeah. One, two, yeah, three for six. All right. Number six. This is the sixth biggest brewery in the country. Uh, this Colorado-based brewery would have almost, uh, sorry, would have asked this race car driver to promote their eponymous pale ale, but instead he crashed his car into a wall and died. Dale Earnhardt, obviously. Uh, can I have the first part of that question again, or the the whole question? This Colorado-based brewery Colorado. would have, would have asked this race car driver to promote, so on and so forth. Yep. Um, the only one I can come up with that's Colorado-based, I don't think is big enough. And I don't know. Oh, of course, it is Oscar Blues because Dale's paler. Oscar Blues, that's right. You got it. Ding. All right, number five. Greg Abbott can't get enough of his state's famous Bach beer, which I'm assuming makes up 99% of this brewery's annual output. I think you are a little low on that number. And I think it's uh, Shinerbock. Nailed it. Ding. Technically not a Bach. Oh, yeah. Um, Their unfiltered wheat beer made them popular in Missouri and Kansas, but their smokestack series made them a hit with the dorks. Also recently canceled. Is this Allagash? No. I'll give you one more guess on that. Who has been recently canceled? Missouri and Kansas. I should put this together, but I can't. I'm going to take a pass on this. Number three. We're getting big here. This brewery made the world's most important pale ale, despite being founded by Rex Grossman's dad, question mark. Oh, Ken Grossman, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, he's not Rex Grossman's dad either. Dang, nailed it. All right, number two. The extremely wealthy man who founded this brewery got a few chuckles when he told us that packets of bread yeast are the trick to avoid a DUI charge. Is this Anchor? No. Oh, okay. So this has got to be just rich man. That's that's the thing. He's wealthy now. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) is it? um, Is it? I can't believe you don't remember this. Sam Adams? Yeah, it's Sam Adams, Boston Beer. He got it. Uh, and number one, we'll go back to the passes. Number one, these Trump supporters still get nitwits far and wide to drive hundreds of miles for their headache-inducing skunk lager. Headache-inducing skunk lager? See, I don't know who's bigger than Boston Beer Company in the independent scene. I don't know what constitutes... <laughs> Barely know this brewery is independent, probably, Tony. Is this uh, Corona? Whatever. No, no, they're not that unindependent. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking... They're still regional, at least, but they're a big region. 
I'm going to have to take a pass on number one. Let's go back. Let's go back to a couple of these. Uh, oh, yeah. Pass the Dutchie on the left-hand side. Let's light up a spliffy and give me one 420 extra pale ale, our popular phrases of the fan base of this Atlanta brewery. I don't know any Atlanta breweries. All right. So uh, that, we're going to mark that one off. That yep. one is Sweetwater, Tony, number no, 11. Would not have got Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Uh, number nine, Griff would argue that this innovative brewery brought on a plague of fake beer styles when they invented the Escondidian Dark Ale. Pass. I'm not close to that one. I really have no... You're not going to get that one. It's a huge brewery. Oh, I gather that. All these are huge breweries. Yeah, all right. Uh, this brewery is most famous for its massive fall seasonal. Are you not going gonna... to... You're not going oh, to you want me to tell you number nine? number nine is Stone, Tony. Yeah, that was a terrible clue. <laughs> but yeah, oh, they're uh, from Escondido, California. Escondidian Dark Ale—that's the name of the style they made up. I don't know where the fuck Stone's from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> terrible clue. I maintain <laughs> the listeners are going to be so mad at me that I've still ma- maintained their way through to the game. Okay. Do you, you, you ever have that beer, Tony? Sublimely spell righteous? No, I have not. It was good. It's a black. It was a black IPA, though. Um. All right. Uh, this brewery is most famous for its massive fall seasonal, named after Jack Skellington's title. It's a pumpkin beer. It's very high alcohol, Tony. This is a brewery that I'm going to know, but I I, I may not know that beer. So um, it's Southern Tier, Tony. Southern Tier. I, I didn't think they were that big. I will say, they they're were, huge, and they're they're really? sort of part of a bigger, slightly bigger company, but they do get everywhere. They're the biggest. They're the biggest ones in that, um, in their little like uh, little fucking. They're a big fish grouping. in a small po- pond. Yeah, right, yeah. But I really didn't uh, have them as a big brewery. So yeah, I would. I I know their pumpkin beer is. Really, really highly okay. regarded. I didn't realize they were that big. The barrel age version is good. Uh, you got Bells, you got Oscar Blues, you got Shiner. Uh, this one you're going to get. You, you'll get this. Their unfiltered wheat beer made them popular in Missouri and Kansas, but their Smokestack series made them a hit with the dorks. They were recently canceled, and we talk about it on this show. They're, they're being canceled. Yeah, but we've talked about several. Canceled uh, breweries. It's not yeah. Founders. How about that? <laughs> I get <laughs> it. That. Oh, I'm going to be wrong, but it's the, uh, it's it's blocking my way forward on other guesses. You know how you get that way. I'll give you a second hint. You'll get a. I'll give you a freebie here. Okay. Uh, they're owned by a Belgian brewery. Oh shit! I I know it, and I'm. This is one I actually know, but this, this conglomerate actually owns a brewery in New York too. Yes, because they recently shut down their New York brew pub. And do you think I can come up with the name of this brewery? Oh, this is frustrating. Oh, this one is doing my head in because it's it's not the it's definitely not Surly. I know that much because they're another cancelled brewery. They're, they're cancelled, but they were cancelled for a different reason. reason. This is this is a can, this is Louis C.K. type cancel. Yeah, I not, can, not that bad. I cannot come up with the name of it, but I should. Please tell me because this is driving. Is 
Boulevard. 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 Yep. A.K.A. Duval Mortgott. Uh, or Morgan, whatever you would call it. All right. Now, number one, Tony, these Trump supporters still get nitwits far and wide to drive hundreds of miles for their headache-inducing skunked lager. See, I can't think of anything that's independent that's lager because Heineken's not American-based. And that's... Uh, you are forgetting about the, one of the, the probably the biggest Trump supporters. Pictures with Eric Trump in the brewery. Uh, craft, craft, quote unquote, brewery. It is Yingling. Tony. Oh, Yingling. DG Yingling, number one. So, Tony, what'd that give you? You got, uh, you got Sam Adams. You got Sierra Nevada. You got Shiner. Oscar you Blues. You got Oscar Blues. You got Bells. To shoots. And you got to shoot. New Glarus. Seven. You got New Glarus. That's eight. Eight. Right. One. All right. This two, is why we need somebody to count for us. Three. <laughs> Four, five, six, seven. I've, I've got. You got seven. All right, seven. We'll go seven. All right, there you go. Seven for twenty. Not bad. Uh, I don't think you'll win whatever the money is, or Gene, uh, Gene Rayburn won't be coming down here to hand you out the the big bucks. But hey, that was the first round of news. The game. I think what we need, Tony, isn't. Um, we don't necessarily need a timer. We need some background, like. I can Quick, do some like some, some of that little like background game music, music you know I mean? yeah. like the, the the waiting type music that that is. Yep, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I can pensive I can. game show music. I think that would help us. Um, but there you go. All right, so a new game, Tony. What'd you think of that one? You want to do that one again someday? I do, I do. It it's tough. Um, some of those I forgot that they were independent, and some others I truly underestimated their size. Um, now, one thing you remember, and you got this one right. So Oscar Blues, Oscar Blues, the, the brewery there would have been much harder, the, the conglomerate there would have been much harder to guess because the conglomerate they're part of is called Canarchy. You never would have gotten that right. No. So I just picked one of the breweries in the conglomerate. Okay. The biggest, most well-known one in my mind anyways. Now there are part. Now the other one that's the other big one that's a part of it is Cigar City. Um, yep. I've had Cigar City. Much more, much more well known. Yep. Um, same with Boulevard and Duval Morcott. So Duval Morcott has Duval, of course. you know, but that's not really an American beer. No. And they have Oma Gang, but I thought Boulevard was the more likely yep. uh, one you might be able to get um so there you go news of the game we're working out the kinks but that ain't bad hey we just work out kinks live why not <laughs> why not who gives a shit well that's uh, uh, what what an, another another killer show uh why don't we tell these folks how they can get a hold of us huh yeah they of course can find us on instagram you're in charge of our instagram account which Watch. is yep your engine show Beer Engine Pod, Tony. Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. <laughs> uh, also, Beer Engine Pod on uh, on Twitter. If you're looking for us, uh, if you want to email us, it's Beer Engine Show at gmail.com. Uh, Tony, if, how about Untapped? Where can they find us on Untapped? They they can certainly find us on Untapped. I'm Saint Moz on Untapped, and you are of course Griff AD on Untapped. Um, it's a great place to uh, find our num- numerical rankings. We don't do big blurbs. I don't tend to take a lot of photos to add to my reviews. You rate on a 10th scale. I rate on the way God intended, and that is a 
25 point scale or 0.25 scale, quarter scale. 25 points, it's out of 100, right? And out of 100, I know you. Um, uh, Tony, I do want to say real quick before we let everyone go, the beer I drank during the show was very tasty. It was called Evidence That Life Still Remains from the Gang Over at Burial and in collaboration with Bearded Iris out of Nashville. Um, Citra Incognito and Citra Cryo and Motuika and Strata and more Citra and Motuika in this beer. It's a hoppy bomb, my dude. And a hazy motherfucker uh, too. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. Of that course. was a big winner. All right, Tony. Cheers. Another, another classic. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya.